welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, us. It's Ariel and Raylene. Hello. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I was close. I was about to yawn right when I had to say my name and then I tamped it down. I said, no, 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 not right now. <laughs> How are you doing, Raylene? How's your Monday morning? Pretty good. I got my green toque as Ariel has seen our new merch yes. item. I was very surprised by that. I just got a call saying, hey, you've got a package here. Can you come pick it up? And I was like, huh? What package? So I show up and I got my green toque. I got my Brenna bookmarks and oh, life is good. So I'm so jealous feeling pretty awesome i'm about so that. jealous yeah. i love the green hat it looks so good it was the right choice i got a call from ups screaming at me about a customs charge <laughs> and i was like huh i didn't get a package what's going on but i'm now i think i really fingers crossed hope that it's our merch it's gotta be the timing is too perfect <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. So if you guys, you know, are interested in really sick toques, beanies, hats, they're one item, all the same. <laughs> uh, definitely check out our little merchy shop. Mm -hmm. But yeah, how else is your morning going? Anything interesting? I feel like you woke up recently. You <laughs> would be of the right. Yawns. You would be right about that. <laughs> I woke up uh, at this point approximately one hour ago. I haven't oh, really done recent. much. I kind of got time. <laughs> I mean, I just rolled out of bed. Didn't like make myself look nice. Didn't put on a cool <laughs> outfit or anything. I just kind of rolled out of bed and bummed around really. Nah, I made some tea. That's about it. <laughs> I think you actually do look pretty cool because you got your cool beanie on and then you've got our cool Coda ramen shirt. It's true. On. What you can't see is my fuzzy pajama pants. pants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's just for me. Well, I think this will be a fun episode, really, and back to the good stuff, doing some recommendations, yeah. doing well, update on our reading. I'm excited to talk to you about what I've been reading. Um, You've been reading? I guess. Wow. Oh, That's imagine. exciting. <laughs> imagine. I remember I was talking to someone, I forget who, I think it might have been Kaylee when I was visiting her in New York, and she was talking about how she's had a really hard time reading this year, hmm. and I was like really relating i was like totally the same you wouldn't believe how difficult it is to run a book podcast <laughs> <laughs> when you just don't read yeah um i do i kind of want to acknowledge that for just a second because i've gotten some dms oh god that's it never nothing that follows that sentence is gonna be good right <laughs> i've gotten some dms yeah like, oh here we go um i've gotten some dms from people who are like you're not reading very much or I wanted to check like they pretend that they're checking and they're mm. like I just wanted to check okay? in to see if you're okay because you haven't been reading very much and I'm like oh my god like listen so there's two things I want to mention here number one I've been sharing my reading online for 11 years and that means you're seeing the realistic thing right you're seeing my actual reading life there's going to be highs and there's going to be mm -hmm. lows. We're not teenagers right? anymore where, you know, we have exactly. 12 hours every day to read and yeah. no work to do <laughs> because yeah. we're well, great it's students. It's so true. <laughs> it's <laughs> but it's true. Like I remember in high school, for example, when I started my YouTube channel and I would read like 60 books a year, 50 books a year, I would be like, you know, I'd wake up and I'd go to school and at lunch I would read and I'd come home, I'd do my homework and then I'd spend the whole night reading. Me too. That's exactly like, what that I That was it. 
or I would, or, and I'd sprinkle in some videos with like filming some videos mm-hmm. in there, five minute videos. Right? Like, <laughs> it was, it was so like, easy back then. <laughs> it was very easy. My weekends were reading mm-hmm. my, like it was, that was my whole life. I am filing my taxes right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday I had to do laundry. Yeah. After we're done recording, I have to go clean my kitchen. (laughs) Yeah. After we're done recording, I have to go sand the flooring in my hallway. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, I have less time to read, too. I just somehow managed to squeeze it in a little bit more than you. But, like, it's hard. Yeah, no, but, like, it's hard. And it's just, like, the ebbs and flows of life, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't want to... This is the thing I want to avoid. I don't want to force myself to read. No. Because that is going to be the worst. If I feel like I have to read because people are trying to pressure me to, that's never going to be the answer. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's always, I always pull out of it. Like maybe I won't read very much for a few months, but then I pull out of it. So uh, that's the first part. The second part is actually something A.S. King said to me once. Uh, One of our favorite authors who wrote... Everybody Sees the Ants and a lot of other books. I think Everybody Sees the Ants isn't even her most popular at all. It's just the one we love the most. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's like maybe she's best known for like Dig or Please Ask for Veradites. Veradites. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, I actually completely forget the context in which this happened. I don't remember if it was in a private conversation or if it was on a podcast or I, but it was a long time ago. And I was talking to her about, like, reading and her reading life and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she told me that when she was in, I think it was her mid-20s, after college, she said, she stopped reading. Mm. She didn't read for years. She's like, I just couldn't. I just, my brain was in other things. My brain was excited about other things. I was focusing on other things. And, like... A.S. King has had such an interesting life. She lived in Ireland for a long time. She was sort of off the grid and, like, uh, had chickens. (laughs) Like, you know, she's gone through all these different phases of her life. And she was like, there was a huge span of years where I just didn't read that much. And she's like, and then one day I picked up a book and I got back into it. And and that freed me. Do you know what I mean? Because I was like, yeah, I'm not like here to win a competition about how many books I read this year. I'm here because I love reading. It's a big part of my life. I love books and I am going to go through different phases and stages of my reading for the next 80 years. (laughs) So whether if maybe this year I didn't read that much, I'm okay with that. So everyone should also be okay with yeah um it reminds me like a long time ago on the internet a lot of people were having conversations about like just the pressure to read a lot and yeah totally how the internet like will obviously be full of people who are very obsessive about reading the mm-hmm. like book community and so you're going to compare yourself to someone who's reading 15 books a month when you only quote unquote only read one yeah and it's like we're all readers okay we're all readers well i didn't mean to go on that rant but i did and i stand by it i stand by it <laughs> Let's start with a tiny book haul. Oh. One book. Raylene didn't get any books this week. I guess you're still waiting on that imminent (laughs) 10 book package. Yeah. Well, when I heard that I had a package to pick up, I was like, oh, God, is it one of my books? And then it was just my merch. So I was like, oh, thank God. I don't think those are going to show up for at least another month because book depository. Slow. Nice and slow. Yeah. Gives me time. So this this book I decided to share with you because not only does it sound very good, but it's kind of a funny story. So, okay. 
You might be wondering, listeners and Raylene, you might be wondering, Ariel, what is that punishment? What is that oh, revenge? We're finally going to find out. No, you're not. Ah, <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> so I had this idea for what the revenge would be. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, what do I have to do to do this? So I had to reach. I, I don't want to spoil it. You might start to figure it out okay. piece by piece. And that's fine. But like. I reached out to a publisher to oh, send me no. a book. And I was like, I need this book for this stupid thing. And I promised to promote it on on my podcast. <laughs> and they were like, okay, sure. So they send me the book, I guess, right? Yeah. I'm waiting because I've got to do the punishment. And I'm like, Raylene's waiting. But like, this is worth waiting. It's worth waiting. So I finally get a package from the publisher. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, here it is. I rip it open. It's a book I've never heard of. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is this? I look it up on my email to see if yeah. someone had t- said they were going to. S- and I get kind of grumpy because I really hate getting unsolicited copies yeah, of books. It's the worst. Like, I remember if that. you're going to send me a book, it's only because I've agreed to it. I am not going to do free publicity for you, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's really lame. So I was like, ah, whatever. So I kind of just shoved it to the side and I was like, guess it hasn't come yet. Well, Yesterday or a couple days ago, I'm tidying. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I've got to deal with this book. And out of it falls a receipt, <laughs> like a like an invoice, you what? know, that just was like a packing slip. Yeah. So I open this up. <laughs> did you did you guys hear me open that up? Yeah. <laughs> I look and it says title. The ISBN number and the quantity. So it really it's an invoice mm-hmm. of the book they sent me. In the title is the name of the book I asked for. Oh, no. They Somebody packaged the wrong book. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so it wasn't like some nefarious, they were sending me a book yeah. because they just want to. It's It was a little accident. So today I emailed the lady and I'm just going to read you my email because okay. she is, I am so sorry to this wonderful publicity lady that she's having to deal with my insane emails. <laughs> um, so I wrote... Hi, we have a grave tragedy. I received the wrong book, four exclamation marks. (laughs) I tore open my mailer and pulled out a copy of the book I'm about to mention. Mm -hmm. And while it honestly does sound very good, I was very confused. Until, in all caps, (laughs) imagine receiving this. I I pulled out the receipt and on it, Photos attached for heartbreaking evidence. The receipt says, and I'm not going to say, censored for the podcast for Raylene. <laughs> and so then I kind of asked if she'd be willing to send the book again. And mm-hmm. she replied and she was like, oh, I'm so sorry that that happened. Yes, that's definitely just a little mistake. We'll send it out. So the, the punishment has been slightly delayed, except that I have another man on the inside who I, I literally can't say his name <laughs> because he told me not to, oh. who was able to get me an ebook of the book. Oh my God. So I now have the ebook. I'm going to start reading it. Hopefully, eventually the physical copy can come so that, I, you know, it's just nice to have the physical copy for the Instagram and everything. Um, but the punishment is underway and the revenge I is happening. I am starting to figure it out, I think, but mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure exactly which book it is, but I have some feelings. <laughs> um, but this 
is the book that I accidentally got. And honestly, it sounds very beautiful. And I kind of want to shout it out just because the publicist that's helping me at Penguin Press to get this other secret <laughs> revenge book yeah. is being so nice. And she said this is one of the books she's working on oh. um, and that she thinks it's a really wonderful book. And I was like, uh, she's helping me out a lot. I'm happy to talk about this book. So it's called All Down Darkness Wide. Um, I think it comes out in August. Seven is August, right? No, July. Yeah. <laughs> By Sean Hewitt. It has a really beautiful cover. It really is pretty. beautiful. I'm trying to decode the title now. <laughs> yeah, all down darkness wide. And it says it's a memoir. You and me oh. like memoirs. Mm-hmm. It's a memoir about a love story. It says it illuminates a path ahead for queer literature and for the literature of heartbreak, striking a piercing and resonant chord for all who trace Hewitt's dauntless footsteps. So I'm not really sure. It says history, enlisting the ghost of queer figures. Mm. So it sounds really beautiful. And uh, if people are interested in a queer memoir from... A cool British chap. <laughs> I said chap because he's British. Um, actually, wait, I lied, didn't he? He's Irish. He's Irish. Oh, God. Now they're coming for me. <laughs> um, yeah, check this one out. So there you go. That's my funny little haul uh, that- on my on my adventures to get this revenge. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to make my prediction now. I don't know which book. Okay. I have no idea which okay. book it is that you're getting, but my prediction is that it's a new release that's not out yet, and you're going to try and get it so that you can read it before I even have a chance to have it in my hands. <laughs> that, I think, is what's happening here. <laughs> and I think that's no pretty comment. evil. I think that's pretty evil. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm excited about it. <laughs> Especially because if I tried to request said book, I probably wouldn't be able to get it. <laughs> I know. I'm using my back channel. Yeah. My, you got to use what you got, really. You got to use what you got. <laughs> All I did was read a book that I wanted to read that was already on my shelf. No, all you did was do that twice. <laughs> you didn't just do it once. You did it with Strange Weather in Tokyo oh, and the flat. I was trying to remember. I was like, I thought I just did it once. No, no. Your Maybe I should do it a deeper. third time to make your punishment ah! really meaningful. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's more than enough. Oh, man. Well, that was fun. Okay, what's next? Uh, What? What Oh, what have we finished? Have you finished anything in the last week that you want to review? Well, the only thing I finished was Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow, which I was oh, listening to yeah. on audiobook last week. And it was phenomenal, as I expected it to be. And it felt really good to just to have read that book because it is yeah. one of those books that I've had on my shelf for at least a couple of years. I don't know exactly when I bought it, wow, but okay. I, I bought it at least uh, like three years ago, maybe more. And I've just been wanting to read it so badly ever since I yeah. bought it. Like I, sh- It was the type of book that I could have easily just started reading as soon as I picked it up, but circumstances got in the way and then I just kept putting it off for whatever reason. And so it, it just became like a big old mashed potato book. Mashed potato, I, yeah. I was dying to read it because I knew it was I was going to love it. And of course I did. It was great. Um... But yeah, now I'm like, I feel like I need to get some lighter audiobooks because I've listened to Catch and Kill. I've listened to Missoula and both of them are about distressing topics. So like, yeah, I, fair. Maybe I need like a happy memoir. So if anybody can recommend me a nice happy memoir, that would be awesome. <laughs> did you do Missoula as an audiobook? Yeah. Oh, it was so good. And did you do Catch and Kill as an audiobook? Yep. Yeah. So what were you what were you actually physically doing while you listened? Um, mostly for those two, like what I've been doing lately is when I'm getting ready in the morning, like doing my hair and my makeup or whatever, yeah. I listen. 
And then if mm. I like am preparing myself a lunch or whatever, I'll listen. And then in the mm. evening, if I'm cooking, I'll listen. Mm. So that's pretty much all I've been doing lately. I haven't been doing any like activities really. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah, I don't know why. I feel like I just don't have time for anything, even though I'm sure I do. Yeah. I just have had a crazy couple of weeks. I'm just like the only time I have to read really is listening to audiobooks while I do <laughs> like cooking and cleaning and whatnot. Sure. So yeah. that's kind of all I've been doing. I haven't been reading much either. If it wasn't for those audiobooks, I wouldn't have read anything. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like that's sort of a good segue into oh. talking about what we're currently reading because yeah. I haven't finished and I came close to finishing something and I was like, ah, oh, I wish I had finished yeah. it just so that I could talk about it. But, um, I, I wanted to segue just because I, this sounds unrelated, but anyone who's been listening <laughs> to the pod for a while now knows it's not. Yeah. I've started playing Animal Crossing again. Mm. I was just thinking about Animal Crossing yesterday and I was like, I haven't yes. played that in a while and I haven't heard you talk about it in a while. So it's kind of funny that you started playing. I know. So I think what happened to a lot of people is that obviously it came out right, right, right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. like. April 2020 so it was like genuinely right when a lot of the lockdowns had hit worldwide obviously the pandemic started earlier for other countries yeah. and stuff as it spread around the globe but for us it was really that March time yeah, where Mar stuff March, started April. to hit yeah so Animal Crossing comes out and it was like the spring summer of Animal Crossing mm -hmm. because everyone was at home every it was the perfect distraction that happy cute distraction and I played an insane amount of hours on yeah. an insane amount of hours <laughs> on it, uh, which I've done with every Animal Crossing game. Totally. Like, that's very normal for me. But I guess I burnt out on it a little bit. And I was just like, like, I have sort of reached the end of what I needed and wanted to do. Mm. And there's some other games I want to try. And, and so I just kind of fell off of it. And I haven't played it for ages. So couple months ago they announced i think it was actually in november they announced or december a giant update for it oh right? there's been a huge update with a bunch of new features a bunch of fixes a bunch of like really interesting fun cute additions and then also a new pack you can buy um and if you buy that pack it like it has like these giant expansion stuff so the game kind of got a new lease on life yeah. a couple of months ago and i've been meaning to do it well something clicked a couple days ago and on the weekend and i was like i've been i've been meaning to go back i'm gonna go back so i log in and i it was like it was sort of like going home in a really interesting <laughs> yeah. way where i was like oh my god my buddies all my little town villagers and like <laughs> oh yes i've got this and i've decided to do an a complete island renovation oh which god. is a disaster but it's sort of great because I think I've been missing having that thing in my life mm -hmm. that is sort of completely not related to work, not even a little yeah, bit. It's just calm. completely just calm, fun, quiet. Um, and if you recall, summer of 2020, when I was playing a lot of Animal Crossing, I was listening to a lot of audiobooks. Yeah. And so I am feeling like that's going to come back. And I think it might be the springtime. Yeah. That's kind of made me want to play again. I've had a real, a big epiphany, really, and I think I like spring now. I used to hate spring. <laughs> really? Because spring is so muddy and dirty and slushy. Mm. If you live somewhere with a lot of snow, you'll know that, like, spring is just the season of slush. You're just like, it's not snow and it's not mud. It's just everything bad. 
But for some reason, this spring is hitting me good. I'm like, oh, it's Amazing. beautiful. You got flowers. You got sun. What else do you need? Damn it. <laughs> I love spring. It's my second favorite I'm like, season. It might be my favorite season now. Whoa. Like, I'm like really loving this spring. And so, yeah, the sunny days and everything are really getting me excited to just play Animal Crossing and listen to audiobooks. I haven't started one yet mm. because I've only played for a few days and it was still at the point where I was paying too much attention to the game, like totally. catching up on things. But now I'm just like in building mode and I'm like, it's time. So that'll be fun. I'll be picking an audiobook soon. But I have been reading a few things. So up first, <laughs> I am 50 pages in. That's pretty good. That's mm-hmm. pretty a decent chunk. 50 pages in two. There's no such thing Ooh. as an easy job by Kikuko Kikuko Samura. Is that right? I think that's how you pronounce that. Um, you Close obviously enough. know about this because it's yeah. our book club book. <laughs> so I guess this is a nice little uh, moment, a natural moment mm-hmm. to remind everyone that this is our book club book. If you want to participate in talking about it with people you can go on our discord there's a link on the website under the book club section for anyone you don't have to be a patron or anything you can just join the the chat for that but then secondly uh if you want to send us a voice clip the details are also on the website but you have until april 15th so do with that what you must (laughs) i'm loving it it's so good so far And the reason I decided to start it now, I was originally going to just wait till April because I was like, I don't need to start it this early. But Mm -hmm. I was like, Ariel, you're reading so slowly. Yeah, you might need to start it early. (laughs) That if I don't start it now, like who knows if I'll finish. I know I will finish it on time, but it will just be a frantic mess. It could be a stress. Yeah, you don't want As opposed to it just being calm. So yeah. I've started that and I'm really liking it and I'm ex- I'm already excited to talk about it with the book club like there's some weird interesting things going on cool. and I'm interested to see how- where it goes um and then the other thing I'm reading it that the thing that I almost almost finished is Lena Norms's upcoming poetry collection oh yeah so she Exciting. has a poetry collection coming out oh I'm a bad friend something <laughs> in my brain says june 5th but that is like i feel like i'm making that up (laughs) um but this is oh yeah it says july 2022 so what the hell am i talking about i have no idea um the the book is called bargain bin rom-com which i love Love the name of (laughs) yeah i think that's such a cute name and she illustrated the cover as well oh that's really cool yeah i know talented I know. And obviously we've had her on the podcast and she was a real fan favorite. The people really liked our Lena episode. Yep. But yeah, she's because she's my pal, she sent me the collection early and I've been reading through it. It's so funny. It's such a funny collection, <laughs> but also some of the po- poems are really really gorgeous and beautiful. So, we'll definitely have to have her back on oh, yeah. um after the collection comes out so that we can talk to her about it but i'm almost done that and loving it so that's cool that's very exciting <laughs> look at me go wow that's incredible what about you well i feel like you i feel like you've read more than me this past week <laughs> i um so here's my story so as i mentioned <laughs> <laughs> i think it was in the last episode that i mentioned i wanted to do my 
10 short books challenge that I'm doing for a reading vlog on Patreon because I'm trying, I'm racing against the clock here. I'm trying to read 10 books before my 10 books show up in the mail from Book Depository. Luckily, it seems like I have quite a bit of time um because it's 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 going to be at least a few weeks away um and that's a good thing because so far i'm still on the first book i i was hoping i would have read three books by today but it didn't happen and the reason for that yeah i've only read half so far i'll get to the book in a moment but the reason that i haven't read very much is because on monday which was the last day we recorded i said i'm gonna start a book and i was about to start a book and then that same day i started Uh watching love is blind (laughs) oh no and then everything (laughs) fell apart in the last week, I watched the entire first season, which is 14 oh, episodes. Okay. So that's like 14 Yikes. hours taken away oh, my from my reading, <laughs> which is disgusting when I say it out loud. 14 <laughs> hours I could have been reading. I could have read so oh, many books boy. in that time. So yeah, so that's what happened. I'm not proud of it, but that's it was fun, it was a great time. I absolutely loved it. I am kind of a sucker for crazy reality TV like that. Like I... I, I it's a secret of mine, but I enjoy it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so the book that I decided to go with first, I actually decided this because you suggested flipping coins to pick my first yes. book. And so I did that. I made two piles of five books that I was really excited to read. And then I flipped a coin. And then whichever side won, I was like, okay, now let's disperse these books and flip a coin. Yeah. So I kept doing that until I got the winner. And so the book that I ended up um, starting is No Longer Human by Osamu Desai, which is a book that I've been wanting to read for quite some time. And it's, yeah, it's kind of like a Japanese classic. It came out in the 60s, I think. Nope, 1958. So it's Mm. one that I don't know how I heard about this book, but it has a beautiful new cover. I don't know when this cover came out, but it's it's crispy and beautiful. And yeah, so far I'm really enjoying the book. I'm halfway through and hoping that I'll be able to read today because I finished Love is Blind, so I actually have time Mm. to read now. And um, yeah, it's basically just about this guy who feels really like, disconnected from people and like from the world in general and so he kind of just like is floating through life and he's kind of like pretending to be normal and stuff like that but he's not Mm. and so it's really interesting being in his head and I'm very intrigued to see where the rest of the book goes but yeah so far really enjoying it I think once I'm done this one I'm going to read two of my really short books so that I can kind of catch up on my little challenge. Totally. Because it turns out reading a book that's, you know, 150 pages still takes some time. <laughs> it's not as quick as it was in my no. head. But that's okay. So that's all That's all I'm reading. I don't really have much else going cool. on. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's really interesting. I also think, like, I mean, like I said at the beginning of my giant rant. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to go through phases. Like there's going to be weeks where we don't read as much and because, but because we were like excited about a show or we went to an event, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's like good reasons. Um, So I'm glad you enjoyed that show. Me and Connor have been watching Great British Bake Off season nine. I still haven't watched that, but it sounds great. That's, that's been a fun, fun time. Yeah. Uh, Oh my God. It was so unbelievable, unbelievably stressful yesterday because (laughs) they had this challenge where they had to create a dessert that was housed in a globe of chocolate, in a chocolate oh globe. And then you're supposed to present it and then have a, like a really hot sauce. That's and you pour the, the Yeah, you yeah. pour the sauce on the chocolate globe. It melts the globe to uh, display and reveal the dessert inside. Mm-hmm. 
And it was so stressful watching them try and build these globes. The globes are melting. The globes aren't opening. The glo- It's just that. like, oh, my God, the anxiety was high. <laughs> Whew. Huh. Okay. Um, okay, so that's what you're currently reading. Mm-hmm. So I guess we kind of did our whole reading update, and now it's time for some book news. Woo! Okay, so for book news, I've got some kind of, I think it's kind of cool news, okay. actually. So the first one, this is just kind of cute, and I think I saw it last night or today. Um, Cheryl Strayed posted on her Instagram that it's the 10-year anniversary of Wild's publication. That's cool. Isn't that cool? I just thought that was cute. She posted a photo on her Instagram, uh, one of her, like, classic on-the-PCT trail, um, photos. Mm -hmm. That's really cute. And I'm just pulling it up because she did mention... That there is a way to get some free stuff. So it says, my book Wild was published 10 years ago today. There's a little thank you note to readers at the link in my profile, along with a scene I cut from the book. Oh. So, and then she says some nice, nice things. So if you are a huge fan of Wild and you want an extra chapter, hmm. it's there. I'm intrigued it's by right that. right there, baby. So that's cool. Um, okay, the next piece of news. Oh, yeah, this is weird. I mean, it's weird in that I'm like, how did we, nobody knew, I've, I mean, I guess you find out about news without knowing it, like, anyway, <laughs> Turtles All the Way Down is being oh, yeah. turned into a movie. I know. <laughs> That's, That's weird, right? It's really weird. <laughs> really weird. I guess we absolutely should have seen it coming because, like, all, so many of his books have been adapted mm-hmm. and they obviously do very well. Um... There is not that much information yet that I've seen. We've got, like, who's writing the screenplay. And um, so one of the guys who's writing the screenplay also wrote the screenplay for Love, Simon. So obviously is good at adapt. Oh, both of them. So Elizabeth Berger and Isaac Aptaker, I guess, are a duo, a team. Excellent. Um, So they know how to adapt books. So that's good. Um, I think casting wise, the only person we know is the main girl mm-hmm. from the book, and she's gonna be played by this actress, Isabella Merst, who is Dora <laughs> Dora and the <laughs> Lost City of Gold. <laughs> That's <laughs> fun. Well, at least I can put a face to the name now. I, I know what she yes. looks like. Yeah. Um she was also in Let It Snow. If anyone right. watched that other yes. John Green well, adaptation. I did not watch that one, but that's okay. No, me neither. <clears throat> but that's okay. That wasn't her fault. That was a giant yep. ensemble problem. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's not on Isabella. <laughs> She's Isn't great. the main character in that book called Ava? I think so. Okay. I was thinking that to myself, too. I'm like, I don't really remember, but I'm pretty sure that's her name. Yeah. So that's fun. Like I said, we don't have that many details yet. Um, and I'm, But I'm sure that lots of information is going to be coming out soon about this. And totally. that'll be fun. I never thought while I was reading that book that it would be turned into a movie. Yeah, I can't really imagine it being adapted, honestly. It's kind of a no, weird, a weird, like very internal kind of book. So I don't know. Right? It feels... It's a very mental book, like yeah. as in like in the mind, in the very narration heavy sort of. Yeah, I'm curious um, how that'll translate to the screen. So that'll be interesting. But there you go. So that's cool. 
And then my third piece of news. Oh, my God. This is huge. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you already know about this because I texted you. I can't remember, though. <laughs> um, and this came from the Discord. Somebody shared it with me. But Haruki Murakami has a new nonfiction book coming out this November. And it's... Oh, this is so exciting. It is a nonfiction book about writing. <laughs> That's my favorite type of book I'm by so him. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, oh gosh, I've forgotten the name of the book and now I've lost it. Do you remember what it was called? Uh, Nope. But I, oh, I have it right here. It's called Novelist as a Vocation. Amazing. Yeah. Novelist as a Vocation by Haruki Murakami. So we are having a little debate about the cover, mm. okay? We are both, Redline and I are a bit uh, about the cover. <laughs> Maybe it'll be better once it's in person. I've definitely seen covers where it doesn't look that great as an image on, on your computer, but then in person it looks a bit better. Um, but what makes me mad is that there are other covers too that we won't have access to here in Canada. Mm. Like there's one cover that is very cool and is like has a gray background and a bunch of circles on it. And one of the circles has a cat in it that looks like it's from <gasps> Kafka on the shore. Like it has like kind of callbacks okay, yeah. to his other books. And I'm just like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like it's still a little weird, but I would prefer that one over oh, the strange I see the one maze. You're talking about yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I'm sure we could order it somehow. Maybe. So um, I might have to do that because I don't like the cover that we're going to get. I just don't. I'm going to read you guys just exactly what it says on the website so okay. that I don't get this wrong. A charmingly idiosyncratic look at writing, creativity, and the author's own novels. So it says, his fans will be delighted by this unique look into the mind of a master storyteller. <laughs> wow. In this engaging book... Uh, he shares with readers what he thinks about being a novelist, his thoughts on the role of the novel in our society, his own origins as a writer, and his musings on the sparks of creativity that inspire other writers, artists, and musicians. Amazing. So, oh yeah, where he gets his ideas and his strangely surreal worlds. Um, so this, to me... Sounds like the book I want from Haruki Murakami. Yeah, me too. Like over the last few years, we've definitely, he's obviously been releasing some books and some short story collections or, or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, this is the one that I will be getting. Yeah. I will be reading because you, everyone listening will already know, but me and Raylene loved what I talk about mm -hmm. when I talk about running. And that is a book about running, but it's also about him as a writer and yeah. him like thinking about writing while he's running and stuff. So, oh, so excited. So excited. Now, can that, you imagine and, like, if Stephen King releases another book about writing? Oh, <laughs> Oh, can you even I'll imagine? Fi I'll <laughs> finally start reading again. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because it's like that it sparks a passion within you. It, you won't yeah. be able to stop yourself. Won't be able to stop. So I said to Raylene, this has now become my most anticipated book of the year. Mm -hmm. Like it definitely went up to the number one spot. Um, I think it sounds great. I think so too. I'm really excited about that. When does it come out? September. Oh. Am I right about that? I think I'm right about that. This link says September. 
Well, that's cool. I thought it was November oh, for some reason. Nope, it's November. Okay, it's November. I remember thinking something about being it being a birthday present for me. So, <laughs> I think it came out in um in a September in Japan. Oh, that makes sense. Like I think it's actually been out there for oh, a little while. Oh yeah, that checks out. So now, yeah, it's coming to English November twenty twenty two. Very Ugh. cool. I'm so excited. It's gonna be awesome. I'm just so excited about that. How many pages is it? Does it say? Ooh, I'm looking at Goodreads, so let me just see. It says, ooh, 208. Oh, <gasps> this one says the hardcover is 224. So it's small. On the, oh, that's on the Penguin Random House website. That is. Oh, oh, I'm just gonna blast through that as soon as I have that in my hands. It's gonna be so I'm gonna good. blast through that. <laughs> I just know already. Because I read his uh, what I talk about when I talk about running. I just sat down and like. Just read the whole thing in one sitting. I remember. I think I did a very similar thing. I remember it I was like a stop. one or two day affair. Yeah. Because it's just like so readable. Yeah. So readable. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's jump into recommendations. It's time. Yes. So we've got two fun ones. If you will lead us on this expedition, Raylene. You bet. What is the first one? Okay. So this first one comes from Abby. And she says, I have recently given up social media for Lent and I'm looking for books that you can read in short bursts. I find myself in situations with just a few minutes to spare when I would usually scroll Instagram but now can't. Can you recommend any books that are easy to pick up and put down without forgetting what just happened or having to stop in the middle of a long chapter? I love that. Because yeah, I have a hard time stopping and love it. like when chapters are long, it just is like, why would I even start another one? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I totally I feel like know you can you get more reading done with short chapters. So. I just looked this up. Lent is March 2nd to April 14th. Oh, good. So we're so still in there. We're still in there. Yeah, I was worried <laughs> about that. As I was speaking, I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. What have we done? <laughs> <laughs> we were obviously thinking the same thing because I'm over here Googling it. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to hear what you picked for this. I, I love this this question. I think the idea of giving something up for Lent. And so, therefore, you're trying to find books to replace that. It's mm -hmm. really, really neat. It is really um, cool. But yeah, what did you pick? I picked a few books because I couldn't just okay, decide so did I. on one. So did I. <laughs> I couldn't decide. I was just kind of hunting through my shelves and trying to find books with really short chapters. Like that was the main thing I was kind of um, looking for. Right. So the first book, I, I also picked a few because this first book I have a feeling is going to be, it's hard for people to get most likely. And that is The Employees, a workplace novel of the 22nd oh, yeah. century by Olga Raven. Although I think this may have been published more widely than when you and I bought it <laughs> I, okay, I think cool. that it's possible to get this but this was one that was nominated for the international or which one was it booker the international yeah it was booker. the international because yeah. it was translated yeah yep. yeah this one is translated from danish and this one has some incredibly short chapters like ariel if you oh you're doing something right now but oh, i'm looking up <laughs> look out like there's one chapter is just a sentence oh so, that's just five words yeah just, just five <laughs> words so basically this book is about a ship that consists of a bunch of humans and also non-humans and it's kind of about just like what's going on in their ship like they've picked up some strange items off of a planet and every it's just like kind of everybody reacting to those items and so yeah. they're all like witness statements kind of so pretty much each one one is one or two pages like nothing is longer than two pages so this was probably the shortest chapters i could find so okay. you can just read one page and then be like all right i'm done and it's a very interesting little book and it's one that in general you can read quite quickly because it is also very short it's only 
135 pages. And like I said, a lot of them are very, very short chapters. So that one I wanted to give a shout out because that one was, we talked about the, that award quite a mm -hmm. lot last year. And um, we, totally we both went out of our way to <laughs> find this book, even though it was very difficult and expensive, yeah. but it was worth it. And um, I like that little book. So I wanted to give that guy a shout out. And then I also wanted to mention I'm the Messenger by Marcus Zusak, which is one okay. of my favorite yeah, yeah, yeah. books. And I couldn't remember if it had short chapters, so I flipped through it and it, it has lots of short chapters because basically there's four parts to the book and each part has like 12 little chapters. So it's broken yeah. down into quite a lot of small pieces. So each little chapter is like two to five pages long. And it's such an interesting book. Like you're constantly wanting to read more. And you've never read this book, have you? I know you haven't read no. The Book Thief. but No, I haven't. I haven't. I think I tried to read The Book Thief and gave up on it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. This book is completely different from The Book Thief. So I'm like, I feel like you could like this book. I feel like this right. could okay. work for you. But anyway, it's a really cool book about this guy named Ed who gets a card in the mail after he basically an event happens at the beginning he stops a bank robbery and then his life changes forever after that because he starts getting these cryptic notes on playing cards and he has to kind of figure out what he needs to do and it's very interesting mm. and um yeah, you can just dip into it, though, because it's got so many short little chapters. The last book I wanted to mention is My Sister, the Serial Killer by Oyinkin Braithwaite. And this one, I don't know if you flipped cool. through your copy, but... I actually haven't. ...has incredibly short chapters, which I didn't realize because I listened to it on audiobook. So I kind of didn't oh. clue in. Like, they, each chapter has a title, so I'm sure if I paid attention, I would have realized. But... I kind of just felt like it just zipped along really quickly because it has such short chapters. Each each one is only a couple of pages. So same thing. Nice and easy to dip into. I also really recommend this one on audiobook. It's only four hours long, I think. And I just listened to it in one sitting because it was so mm. good. So that's really interesting yeah. that you mentioned that one. I have a video for our patrons that went up. Oh, yeah. That is... Um, books I bought because of Raylene's influence <laughs> and obviously if you've been listening to the podcast I would have hauled them and yeah. you would have heard them but I just thought it would be fun to kind of compile them and one of the books was was that oh, one really was a serial kill yeah because I remember I was like ooing and aahing about that buying that one for a while and yeah. then you like gave a really good review of it so I went out and bought it but I didn't even flip through it so I haven't even because I just bought That's it because you said it was really good yeah. so I didn't realize it was such a short cool flippy mm -hmm. easy read it really is interesting yeah hmm. well those are my picks oh cool okay so boy did I go overboard here so I got so excited this is this is my topic Abby this is this is what I care about <laughs> yeah. so I was like I'm all over this so first of all I had two books I wanted to mention that I thought worked really well for what you're talking about. The first one is um, The People From My Neighborhood. Oh, Because yeah. that one is literally, I don't remember the Japanese for it, but it means, oh, let me look this up. The People From My Neighborhood. Um, for, it's funny, Connor just read this, Raylene. Oh, <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, she he just read it because he... Um, he is writing a lot of flash fiction right yeah. now. And he, he was like, I showed him this. I was like, oh, I've got this cool little flat. He loved it. Absolutely I'm dying to get my it. hands on that book. Um, okay. So yeah. Oh gosh. The synopsis doesn't say it, but it says in 26, 
quote unquote palm of the hand stories. Oh yeah. Fiction small enough to fit in the palm of one's hand, but it's not telling me what the Japanese word for that is but that's the concept of it so this is by Hiromi Kawakami it's flash fiction um oh oh I found the whole wikipedia for it (laughs) palm of the hand stories is the name Japanese author oh so an author or an author invented that this is so cool sorry now I'm in a rabbit hole um (laughs) this is very interesting though but yeah so these flash fiction stories and they are literally built to just be like this little moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and Connor loved it. So there you go. Uh, the other idea I had was poetry. Hello. Yeah. Poetry. That's quick. And so this is a book I kind of forgot to haul a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah. But because um, I got it in a weird way. Basically, I bought it for Connor for his birthday. Mm-hmm. It got lost in oh. the mail. So I bought it again. <laughs> And then the first one appeared. That, uh, that exact like, same thing has happened to me before. I was like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm giving away one of these copies now. So, yeah. So I was like, I guess I could return it. But then I started reading through it. And I was like, heck, I'll just keep it. I'll just keep I'll think this sounds great. Yeah. So this is um, Haiku, The Last Poems of an American Icon, Richard Wright. Oh. Um, so I don't know where I saw this this person mentioned Richard Wright, but he was um, a writer in, in the U.S. It says he was born in rural Mississippi in 1908, and he died in Paris in 1960. So he published some really important books, um, but also throughout his life, and especially I think near the end of his life, wrote a lot of, of haiku. Like, became kind of obsessed with haiku. And so this is a collection um, put together and has an introduction by his daughter, which is really cool. Oh, that's neat. And she seems like a really interesting lady. Um, But, like, okay, I thought I'd read you some. Here's number. They're just numbered. A lot of times haiku are just numbered. (laughs) So number five. I give permission for this slow spring rain to soak the violet beds. Love it. Thanks, Richard. Thank you. (laughs) I feel like I should get into reading haikus. I feel like that could be my my niche of poetry. They can often be really funny. And Connor is super into them. So he has lots of recommendations for haiku. Um, Number 10. Shut up, you crickets. How can I hear what my wife is saying to me? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. See, that's great. It's almost like some of them read like like a joke. Yes, sometimes they do, but sometimes they're really stunning and they make you think and they can be really powerful. But then also a lot of them are funny and dorky and weird. Uh, Number 11, you moths must leave now. I'm turning out the light and going to sleep. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, man. (laughs) Thanks for letting us know. That's good. Um, So I think this is a really cool collection and obviously haiku would be so easy to pick up. It's almost like an Instagram feed with all of these little uh, poems, uh, one after another. So that's cool. Then I thought to myself, well, listen, it didn't work for me, but it might work Mm. for you. No One is Talking About This by Patricia Lockwood is literally meant to be written as a type of Instagram feed or Twitter feed. emulates an Instagram feed. Yes, exactly. So it's like a paragraph and then there's a paragraph break. A paragraph and then a paragraph break. So it's the most uh, disconcerting, broken up PC novel I've ever read. Like it's just (laughs) like little tiny sections. Um, But if you're in the mood for something like that, that would actually be perfect for this because you don't, it is sort of this kind of uh, floaty experience. But then the final two books I wanted to mention (laughs) are How to Do Nothing by Jenny O'Dell 
and 10 arguments for deleting your social media right now. I won't talk about that one really because I just talked about it, mm-hmm. but uh, like in the last ep- or one of the f- recent episodes, but it's a perfect book because it's very short as yeah, well. Totally. But I really wanted to recommend How to Do Nothing because it's the the subline is literally resisting the attention economy, mm-hmm. which is what Abby is doing by giving <laughs> up her phone for Lent um, or giving up social media for Lent. So this was a book I really enjoyed. And the whole thing is just somebody trying to make you think about like what is the point of time like are you supposed to spend time being productive are you supposed to spend time making money or are you just supposed to spend time doing things you like and like can some of that be not online and not being paid and so it's a very thoughtful book it makes you ask a lot of questions Mm -hmm. and it's I think that it would be a perfect pick for Abby to kind of help her think even more about why she's giving up her phone for Lent and um some tools and ideas and concepts i honestly i think i'm gonna reread this soon because i read it two years ago really really enjoyed it and last year i was already wanting to reread it Mm -hmm. but i was like i mean it's only been a year now it's been two years and i'm sort of like i think this might be perfect and it's only like a four or five hour audiobook yeah um cool well i think we nailed it yeah lots of recs great recommendations uh what's next Next up, uh, we have a question from Ruthie, who says, Hello, I work after school at my local library, so I was curious what book you would include in the staff pick section of the LeMay Library and Bissette Bookshop. (laughs) Cool reference to those bookmarks that Brenda made. Um, Also, what five-word description would you use to draw in the prospective reader? Ooh, I forgot to I kind of did too. We're going to do that on the fly. (laughs) (laughs) We are professionals. (laughs) So... Okay, I'm going to let you know what my pick is. There's so many books I could have picked, but Mm. I decided I want to go with a book that I deeply love and is one of my favorites. And I feel like, you know, it's kind of older now, so I feel like not not that many people are probably reading it. So I would want to push people to read Room by Emma Donahue. The more I think about this, I'm like, is this like... I don't know if this is like the number one favorite for me, but like it might be really close. You know what I mean? Like I think about this book a lot and every time I read it, I'm like, oh, it's so good. So I think it's probably in my like top five. I think I can narrow it down to being my top five now. And so, yeah, I feel like this book just is very much a me book. And so Mm -hmm. if I had to choose one book to have on a display shelf to be like, this is my recommendation, I think I would pick this because... I just love it so much. It, it makes you feel so many different emotions and is so unique. Like I've never read anything right. like this and I still have yet to read another Emma Donahue book because I'm scared that it's ha. not going to live up to this book because I know all of her books are so different. So I'm like, right. what if I don't like them? Um, but I really, really love this book. If I had to pick five words to describe Whoa. it though, um, this book will... Nope, I was going to say fuck you up, but that's six words. Um, (laughs) Well, you could just say this will fuck you up. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like like it will in many different ways. Like it'll make you sad. It'll like shake up your life a little bit, maybe make you think Mm. differently. Um, And it's also like kind of a thriller in some parts like once you get yeah. to like the last third of the book it's kind of like oh this is exciting like it's it's got a lot going on like it's sad and kind of um claustrophobic and maybe those are the words i would use sad claustrophobic thrilling <laughs> touching <laughs> and beautiful <One more. laughs> 
There you go. Those are my five words to describe Room. I love it. One of my favorite books. There you go. So when you people may not know, I think uh, well, a lot of people will know, but you used to work in a bookshop. I did. Yes. Um, when you worked at the bookstore, were, did you guys have a staff pick section? Yeah, you actually, had, like, we a had a table. Yeah, right? we had a display table that basically had enough room for each of us to put like nine books or something like that yeah i think it was nine books yeah and so i would constantly that, that was one of my favorite things was keeping my my table stocked right. and like we it was my great idea actually at our store to have little um cards like little recommendation cards where we would yeah. write either bullet points or we would write an entire review saying like this is why i think nice. this book is great and so that was a really fun part of my job was doing that getting to talk about like the books that i loved and kind of push yeah. them on people and then People at the store also like loved that so much. They're like, oh, I like chose to pick this up because of your review or like, and that hey. just was so awesome. Like that was such yeah. a good feeling. So I highly recommend giving that a try if you work in a bookstore or a library and have the ability to do things like that. I think yeah, yeah. it's just so, it makes it more personal and it, it makes it feel yeah. so much better when somebody like picked the book because you recommended it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Um, okay, well, I was looking through my books and I was like, if I had to push books on people, I mean, that is what we do on the podcast mm -hmm. and on my channel. But I was like, I would want to highlight books that I really, really love, but I think aren't very well known. Yeah. So that way you're giving an opportunity for a book that m people might not actually be convinced of otherwise. Totally. So I actually had four I, that I just wanted to say really quick. Okay. So I pick Ballad for Sophie, my new yes. fave. The Sound of a Wild Snail Eating, because I'm like, that's a hard sell, but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. Albatross, obviously. Uh -huh. And The Ghost in the House by Sarah O'Leary. So those are four books I've read in the last two years that yeah. I adored and are just like, honestly, those were all favorite books of mine each year. Mm -hmm. And they're so under read like those Absolutely. are not popular books so uh, those are the ones i'd have on my little display but if i picked the latest one ballad for sophie and i had to do like a five well okay if i if similar to what you just did if i got to write like a little review for mm -hmm. it um i guess i would just do a transcript of whatever the hell i said three episodes <laughs> that ago that could convince so many it. people to buy that including <laughs> me <laughs> Um, but I would basically just talk about, I, I think if I, if I got to do that little section that a lot of books, bookshops do do where it's like, if you like yes. this, yeah. you would like this. So I would do my little Queen's Gambit mm -hmm. thing. If you like the Queen's Gambit, you would like this. Uh, what would you do for Room if you had to do one of those? Like, if you oh. liked that book or that movie, you might like... Do you have one for that? That That's is really kinda, tough kinda, because yeah. I feel like Room is a tricky one. It's it like, is a tricky. It's very unique. Yeah, like I'd have to think of a book that has like a very maybe a young main character, and then a book that's kind of scary and about kidnapping, and it would be. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's kind a of tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. I don't think I could off the yeah, top I don't of my head could, think actually. of two things like that. Um, but yeah, so I do that. If I did like a little paragraph, I would basically just try and explain like a really m moving and exciting story about a pianist. A relationship to fame to his piano and to his family mm -hmm. i guess is how i would like word that yeah and then if i had only five words and they were adjectives i would be like beautiful mm -hmm. um like because of the illust oh 
you know, I, I'm going to take up two words, beautifully illustrated. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that for two words because that is so worth highlighting. I would say touching because it made me emotional. Mm -hmm. And then I guess I'd say like exciting saga. There like because it, it is like a whole journey. You go on a whole journey from his childhood oh, yeah. to his old age. It's like the whole thing. So, oh, <laughs> now I want to reread it. <laughs> well, eventually when I when I do read it sometime in the next few months, hopefully I might um, convince you to read it again. <laughs> yeah, we'll get another wave. We'll just go in a circle for the yeah, rest of time convincing each other. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Well, everyone, thank you so much for hanging out with us for another episode of Books Unbound! Ooh. We are going to go and record our Patreon mini podcast that we do every week, Books Unbucket. Mm -hmm. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, the question this week is also going to come from a different Abby. So oh. two Abbies <laughs> this fun. week. Abby Rose asks... If you were to, I love this question. If you were to distill the essence of your favorite books into a scented candle or perfume, oh my God. what would they smell like? They don't have to smell good. <laughs> <laughs> they probably won't. <laughs> um, she even gave an example. I think my year of rest and relaxation would smell like that kind of sour funk you get when you've been wearing your PJs for too long <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon, but you can't be bothered to shower yet. And an absolutely remarkable thing would have the warm plasticky smell of a VHS tape right after it's been ejected from the player. Wow, I totally know the smell she's talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's very specific. You really transported me there, yeah. Abby. Uh, I love this weird question. We're going to go answer it on the Patreon now. Thanks so much for hanging out with us and we'll talk to you guys next week bye bye